Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. The Savachi syndrome, I'm telling you, I'm like, well, holy shit, that was crazy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show, presented by TLR Coatings, Michigan's number one custom powder coating shop. So hit them up for all your powder coating needs. We are here in studio, wrapping up round seven of the 2019 Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship uh, from Redbud, my hometown race here. So the only national I go to all year, because as I'll get into with the weather here, it was very hot, and I hate being outdoors, kind of. You know what I mean. Anyway, um, so we're wrapping that up here. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, comment down below. That really helps us out. Obviously, I'm solo in studio here, so the only way that we get some interaction going is if you guys comment down below. If you don't like me being solo in studio, make sure to comment down below and blow out Justin and Cole because we had it all set up. We had all-day pit passes while we were there. We were going to film the show in the pits after the race was over, and both of them are like, Hey, we gotta go. We're done. We're 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 done. We're out. See ya. Okay. So, no show was filmed at there. So now I'm filming it Monday in the studio. Um, anyway, uh, make sure to check out the podcast too. If you can't watch the whole long show, make sure to uh, listen to it on iTunes or SoundCloud. Uh, make sure to follow us on all the major social media networks here: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're posting up on all those. Uh, and if you want to support us, um, multiple ways you can do it. You can order a Moto Aftermath t-shirt. There is uh, directions in the description down below. You can order one from Teespring. You can support us through Patreon. Or you can click some of those Amazon links down below. It takes you into Amazon. You don't need to actually buy what the links take you to. All you got to do is click the link, and then you can go in and buy anything you want to um, on Amazon, and we get a small slice of that, and that helps us out. So anyway, round seven at Redbud. And it was a doozy. Um, it was very, very hot. The morning started out pretty good. It was cool. It was overcast. There wasn't a lot of humidity. All of a sudden, I want to say about 10 o'clock, boom, humidity hit. And then right about the time the motos were getting ready to start, boom, the sun came out. And it was, it was a brutal, brutal afternoon, um, which is part of my reason why I don't like going to the outdoor races as much. Um, it's just... Standing in a field sweating my balls off all afternoon when I could just be sitting at home in my air conditioning watching it is, is rough. I do enjoy going to Redbud. I enjoy Redbud. I enjoy the crowd. I enjoy watching all of the uh, all the fans there. But uh, as far as going to the other, other nationals, uh, for right now, I'm out. I'm good. I'll stick to going to a bunch of Supercrosses. We'll send Justin to all the, all the nationals. So um, let's get on to our first, uh, first topic we always talk about here, fantasy. Whew, had a little bit of a rough week here, uh, scored 360 points. Um, if you guys do want to play fantasy with us, we play on Pulpamex Fantasy. Uh, we have a league. It is called Moto Aftermath Show TGO. Um, so go sign up, join our league. Um, even though it's pretty late in the season, it's still fun to get in, get your feet wet, and we're going to continue to do this year after year. Uh, we are giving away prizes in our league for the top three people. Um, so first off, 
uh, first place, um, you get goggles and a t-shirt. Second place, you'll get a set of Emic Lock-On Grips and a t-shirt. And if you get third place, you get a t-shirt and some stickers. So again, like I said, make sure to go sign up and play. Um, I mean, if you kill it, if you get like 600 points around for the last however many rounds here, you still could do pretty decent. So, uh, but as far as me killing it, it was not meant to be. So one of the problems you have when you go to the Nationals and you're not an actual media guy, uh, is you don't get hooked up to the Wi-Fi there. Uh, so cell service is pretty much at a premium, and while it did work better this year, come Saturday morning when I found out Zach wasn't racing after the first practice, I got a little bit screwed because my phone would not load the website. Um, so basically, like I said, my overall score was 360 points, which is, eh, for me, that's right in the middle. Um, in 250s, I had Hayes, scored me 22 points. He really kind of screwed me um, in that. I believe it was the first moto. Let me see here. Let me find him. Yeah, that first moto when he went when he got 38 DNF'd uh, there, that really kind of screwed me as far as points go for him. AC got me 43 overall, which you can't really ask for a whole bunch more. That penalty kind of set us back, but whatever. Uh, Heartraft got me 64 points. Good day for him, and Jerry Robbins scored me 44 points, which I was kind of taking a chance with Jerry, but he he ended up uh, ended up paying off for me. Now, uh, one thing to note here. Sorry, I had to look at something. Never mind. Anyway, uh, one thing to note. Me and Justin had to make our picks the day before on Friday, like I said, when we were uh, at my house because we could not make our picks that morning there because obviously we don't have Wi-Fi and the service is spotty at best. So instead of getting no picks, we made picks the night before and just kind of hope for the best, which is why my 450 team, uh, I'll start with my best. I had Isaac Teasdale, which I believe Justin had him too, scored us 94 points, went 19-20. So that was, we took a chance, fantastic. Isaac, thank you very much for uh, putting it all out there and going 1920 to score 94 points. Then we go to my worst, Zach Osborne, who didn't race, scored me a big goose egg, really let me down there, which is actually frustrating because I did actually have Tomac as my all-star for 450s. However, I switched after talking to Justin for a little bit because I was like, man, if something happens with Tomac and weird stuff has happened to him at Redbud before, that could really screw me. Well, I got screwed anyway, so zero points there. Freddie Norham had a so-so day, scored me 37 points, and Lorenzo LaCrucio came through with 54 points, with, or I'm sorry, 56 points, which isn't great, but isn't bad. Um, so like I said, overall, not a bad day for me. I'm kind of in the middle as far as where I normally score, and uh, I did move up a spot. I'm 10th overall in the league now, so that's cool. So that's pretty much all I have to say about fantasy and all the intro stuff. Let's move on to 250s after this quick commercial break. Do you need custom powder coating? text TLR coatings today at 269-870-3083 for your free powder coating quote. And welcome back, guys. Let's get uh, let's jump right into the 250s. Now they did actually switch this week in the 450s race first and the 250s race second, but we're still going to keep our same format here. So in the 250s, um, the two big things that I saw, and I've kind of watched the races here now since I've been back, 
uh, to the house, and I was obviously there, so um, you know, I, you can only see a limited amount of stuff if you're not in the tower. Um, but anyway, so first thing was Amart's bike uh, blowing up in that first moto with three turns to go. Really gutted for the kid. Great first moto, was riding great all day, and um, honestly, I saw that bike smoking, and I turned to the guy who was next to me, and I was like, his bike's gonna blow up. That is all there is to it. I really hope it makes it to the end, but oh man. And then sure as shit, uh, three corners to go. It let go at the bottom of the of the final tabletop, and that was all she wrote. So uh, again, feel gutted for him. He was he had a great day going. He could have very very easily been. Let's see where did he end up anyway. Uh, he ended up 11th with a 19-3 on the day. Um, very easily could have been on the podium with like a two three three or yeah with like a two three. Um, and in fact, probably should have been, but whatever. Now, the other big story on the day as far as the 250s go here that I'll go over would be AC's penalty. So for anybody who hasn't seen it, AC um, basically got chopped off twice. So the first time he got chopped off was in the black dirt section coming up to the Thor triple in the back. He ended up having to go off track, got back on, and uh, ended up jumping the triple. Second time was coming over the finish. Him and Amar actually came together a little bit over the finish. He jumped off the side and then floored it and got back on. Now, then there was one other incident in that moto, too. Uh, coming down the bottom of the hills in the back, coming into uh, T1 tabletop there, he, there was a right-hander, and Nichols was about to go around him on the outside. And let's just put it this way. AC didn't want him to, so AC moved ruts very deliberately and uh and put Nichols off the track and basically got done and they penalized him two spots they said uh from what i've heard so far it was well there was uh the way you got back on the track after the finish with amart and then there was that Nichols thing too so this is kind of like uh all of the all of the leeway he had he used up in colorado with that little off-track excursion um and now the AMA is kind of telling him, look, you're on a really short leash here. So uh, so from what I understand, AC was not very happy. Um, I would not be very happy. I think that it was a dumb penalty. I don't think there should have been one. If they were going to penalize him, it should have been for the Colt Nichols thing because it was pretty obvious he was going outside to make Colt go, you know, not be able to get around him. Um, so that would be the only place I would penalize him if I was going to penalize him. But again, I didn't think it was that bad. None of them went down. It wasn't really like super big contact. It was just kind of like he knew where Colt was going and went out and took the line away and Colt didn't want to shut off and boom, handlebar hits and then Colt goes off the track and AC doesn't. Um, but as far as penalizing him for the off-track excursions before that, ugh. That's pushing it, AMA. Like, that's really, really pushing it. So, I don't know. We'll have to see where this goes. We have a week off next week, so we'll see when we come back in Millville how it goes. Um, let's jump into, I kind of, I wrote down the top 20 here, so let's just kind of go over that. And if I saw anything from anyone, I'll let you guys know. So, uh, starting with 20th overall, Kevin Morans, 18-19 for 20th overall on the day. Um, actually really starting to like this kid and follow him. My girlfriend actually really liked his, his bike color choices. He rides a Kawasaki and he had a purple frame and pink parts and all this stuff on his bike, uh, in Supercross. And so now obviously I see him and the, hear the name and stuff like that. Not any blazing fast speed, but doesn't quit. And the kid just keeps going and ends up getting solid finishes like this now. So he scored a few points yesterday. That was great. Um, 
hopefully can continue to build on this. But again, I don't know. His speed really isn't like supernatural. He just, from what I can see so far, hard worker who doesn't give up. Uh, Alves, 19th overall with a 22-15. Um, I don't know. I didn't really watch that kid at all. Some of these guys in the beginning here for the that are outside the top 10 didn't really pay a lot of attention to him. Uh, Jordan Bailey, 1439. Supposedly there were bike issues. Now I do have some insight on this one. Supposedly there were bike issues. Now second moto, we were um, we actually spent the day in the VIP area up by uh, Larocco's Leap. That you can see that whole infield section there with the tabletop and the rollers and the Rocco's. So second 250 moto, I actually went out by the start or by the finish line to take some pictures, and um, the, the mule came up with Bailey's bike on it, which I guess this is after now watching the motos. He had been in the pits before anyway, uh, about with some bike problems. But anyway, came up with his bike on the mule. Mechanic met him there. Um, mechanic didn't seem too happy with him. He, I didn't really hear the whole combo that went on, but it was kind of like, what's going on? Bailey pointed at the bike, said something about the bike. Mechanic tore it, like literally ripped that bike off the mule and uh, started it and went right to limiter and told him, get back on the bike and get out there. So, I don't know. Jordan Bailey has another year on his, on his contract here, but I would not be so surprised if his spot is gone for him next year because... His performances have been subpar at best, and this is where I kind of feel bad because some of these younger kids, like, they only get one shot, and then that's it, and they miss that shot here because they have a bad year, and then here we are. We have all these kids that have no idea what to do with their lives at the age of 16, 17, so we'll see how the rest of the year goes, but that was that was what I saw, and from what I've seen in results prior to this, I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know that he'll be back on that Rockstar Husky next year. 17th overall, Jacob Hayes with a 38-14. Obviously, had a DNF in the first moto. I don't have any idea what happened. Second moto, um, I did see him go by a few times. He looked okay, but he didn't look great. There wasn't any blazing speed. Um, 16th overall, Parker Marshburn uh, with a 17-16 on the day. I'm going to be real honest. I have no idea who Parker Marshburn is. Uh, 15th overall, Nick Gaines continue to have decent finishes. I feel like he could be a few spots better than that. Um, but I mean, 13-18 on the day, so scored points in the top 15. That's solid for a privateer. And he has had some better finishes this year, so that's good for him. 14, Mitchell Oldenburg with a 15-13 on the day. And Oldenburg's one of those kids, blazing fast speed. But you cannot put that blazing fast speed out there that much, um for an entire 35 minute moto without taking some chances and possibly going down. And I think that's what's hurt him between coming off of injuries and, you know, like I said, blazing fast speed and crashing here. It's kind of, eh. And there, to be really honest, when he came, when he was where I could see him all day, he wasn't overly, overly impressive. So we'll see how the rest of the year goes for him. I'm not sure we'll see him back on that Starbike next year. He might have another year on his contract, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, 13th overall, Kyle Peters with a 7, 720 scores on the day. Uh, top 7 there, top 10 in the first moto there with that 7th. I think that's kind of where Peters belongs is like that 8th to 12th and maybe creeping a couple spots ahead on a good day. Um, the 20th overall in the second moto, I I don't know. I saw him go by a few times, but I, I don't honestly have any idea if something happened. I haven't heard anything or seen anything yet. Um, so anyway, uh, 12th overall, Shane McElrath with a 12-9. Shane is one of those people, we always shit on him, and 
Watching him this weekend, to be really honest, I've watched Shane for a few years now because obviously he's been in the spotlight, and he is not impressive this year. He wasn't impressive in Supercross when I saw him, and he wasn't impressive. He was just kind of there, just like a guy that was just kind of there, which is really weird for a guy who's had moto wins, Supercross wins, fought for overalls, like... It's strange. So, I, again, I think there's a lot of friction there in that TLD camp because they're struggling with the bike. He basically got himself put on the injured reserve list there for the end of Supercross so he wouldn't point out, and now is supposedly through the grapevine leaving to go to Stars. So, I don't know. We'll see, but it wasn't wasn't overly impressive. Uh, 11th overall, like I said, Amart with that 19-13 uh, um, again, the 19th, the first moto hurt him. He very easily should have been it should have been on the podium overall for the day with a 2-3 score. Um, 10th overall now, Cameron McAdoo with a 9-10. He looked okay all day, didn't look great, um, and he was just kind of a mid-pack, you know, just battling in there, but but nothing really blazing fast, amazing speed that I saw to him. Just kind of there. Uh, but again, I feel like that's a really good thing for the Troy Lee Designs team because they just need they need somebody in the top 10, basically. You have a, you have basically a factory team there that they're not getting people in the top 10, and that's it's not good. It's not good for anyone. Uh, ninth overall, Brandon Hartraff, uh, 6-12 on the day. Sixth in that first moto, I feel like, was very, very, very good uh, for him because realistically to get in that top five there, I mean, there's a lot of really, really good guys he's got to He's got to go around and being the bigger kid he is and being on a not factory Yamaha, it's, I would say, a 612 for uh, for ninth overall. Pretty good day for him. And hopefully, I'm one of those people that's hopeful he gets a ride on a factory bike next year and we get to see what this kid can really do. Eighth overall, Michael Moseman with a 10-7 on the day. Decent day for him. Not great. I mean, seventh is an okay finish, but, you know, he's been a top five guy this year, so whatever. Um, again, didn't look nothing. Nothing was outstandingly fast to me, or amazingly holy crap. Mo, look at what Mosman's doing. Uh, Colt Nichols, uh, seventh overall, was an eleven five. First moto, I don't know really what happened. I didn't pay that close of attention to him. Second moto, he was right up there battling uh, with Amart and all them. Um, it was actually really close. It was between him, Amart. Uh, and Lawrence, they were all right there, but Hunter Lawrence was on one that second moto, so that's that's not really a surprise. Um, sixth overall, Ty Masterpool with a 4.11. Uh, fourth place, I think, is great for Ty Masterpool. For a rookie kid who is 16 years old and, you know, just getting his feet wet here in motocross, um, I, I think it's good. I think it's a great finish. I think it just says, hey, you know, it, I'm a rookie and I can have these spurts of speed. Uh, but obviously I'm going to have some rookie errors. I did actually stand by that kid on the bleachers Friday watching the 125 practice. Seemed like a really nice kid. I uh, didn't really talk to him that much, but he but he seemed really nice. Um, so And from what I understand, comes from obviously that great Masterpool family, which I heard they're all great. So, uh, yeah, I would say that is, that's a great day for him. If I'm star, I am pumped that he is up there. Uh, fifth overall, Hunter Lawrence. So Hunter Lawrence, <laughs> let me just let me just throw out a shout out to Hunter Lawrence here. I, he'll probably never see this, but I would like to thank you. My girlfriend was there after the race, standing by the rig. She found one of your posters on the ground, went up, asked you to sign it for Justin because Hunter is Justin's boy. 
Um, and he actually went, went, said, hold on a second, went into the rig, got a fresh poster that wasn't, hadn't been on the ground, wasn't dirty, wasn't stepped on, whatever, signed it to me and Justin. Um, actually, I'm going to get a frame. It's going up in the studio here uh, as the start of the memorabilia wall. Um, but anyway, so shout out to Hunter Lawrence, stand-up dude, really like it, um, and a decent day for him. Now, the first moto, I was a little concerned because he was running like just inside the top 10 there with the eighth place finish, but I think he was outside the top 10 for a little while, and I was sitting there, I had it in the VIP area, I had the TV, and then obviously I could see most of the track on the on the one side of the hill, and he was right in there that 13th, 12th, 11th, and then he kind of moved up, I guess, at the end, but I was a little concerned. I was like, man, he is really struggling. Is it the heat? Is it the bike? Whatever. I've heard now that the Geico guys aren't super pumped on the amount of horsepower they're getting out of the bike, so they're kind of waiting to see. Hopefully, they can get some more of that. Um, but then that second moto, like I said, he was on it. He was right there battling um, for a podium spot there. It was him, Nichols, and Amart were just a freight train going around there the last few laps. Uh, so overall, I think a decent day. Cracked top five, but still, eh. And then fourth overall, we have an RJ Hampshire uh, sighting here, and this is typical RJ. He waits till the end of the season to start picking up finishes, and obviously now he's switching teams, but 2-8 uh, overall for, like I said, fourth overall on the day. And this is what RJ does. He'll get late in the season after the attrition rate's gone up a little bit, and all of a sudden he starts coming on, and then boom, out of nowhere he'll grab a win, he'll be on the box for two, three motos in a row, and you'll just be like, where did he come from? How did this happen? But there it is, there he is. And again, going to Husky next year, so that'll be an interesting thing to see how that went. Um, third overall, Justin Cooper with a 3-6 on the day. Cooper wasn't, you know, he was just quietly there all day. He wasn't overly impressive where I was like, holy crap. He wasn't, uh, he didn't like really start right up there and was like battling really. He was just kind of there in that, say, third to, uh, to eighth place spot there all day. And uh, yeah, just just made it happen. And I would say a podium overall is uh, is good there for him because you know obviously we had a couple of race problems there, and then he had the overall in in Florida. But um, yeah, I I think for this kid for his second year here, I think he's I think that's just fine. Second overall on the day, AC uh, five two had the penalty the first moto, so that drops us back to fifth. Um, Extends his points lead though. He goes out to 25 points, but I am a little concerned and I heard JT talk about this on the review show today <sighs> He's going off the track a lot and at one point one of these off-track excursions He's gonna hit the dirt and 25 points Well, it's a lot it doesn't take a lot to make that up outdoors here with every moto scoring points Ferrandez went obviously 1-1 on the day it's amazing what good starts will do. He had two great starts. He was inside the top five in both starts, both motos. And just like that, you saw what he can do when he gets a good start. He is a fast, fast dude. And he was fast all day. Those star bikes, like everyone keeps saying, ridiculously fast. In fact, I started watching. Every single star guy jumped LaRocco's leap almost every single lap of both motos. The only other bikes in the class to jump the leap um, during the motos that I saw was the Husky guys jumped it all the time too. So those Husky bikes must be putting out some power and AC jumped it the first moto, um, for the first few laps and then quit doing that. So, um, yeah, but if I'm AC right now, he needs to rack off a couple more wins here. He's got to come out. I mean, we have the off week, um, but I heard it this morning too on the review show. So he's... 
25 points up on Dylan with 10 motos to go. He was 14 points up on Dylan in Supercross with four to go. So we've got almost double the points and double the mode or over double the motos. Um, this could get really interesting here by the end. I'm going to feel horrible for AC if he loses another title. Uh, but you gotta, you gotta do it. I mean, blazing fast at the beginning of the year and he looked okay yesterday. That first moto, he just could not seem to get going. I think he got a little rattled at the beginning, um, with those two off track excursions on the first lap. And then, like I said, he just wasn't, he didn't look comfortable all day where he was like, you know, really floating in anywhere. So, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know, but, uh, I'm a little worried, and Frenchie's definitely on one now. Does he pull the normal French guy thing like Marv, and he's on it for he's on it for three or four weeks here, or whatever, and then falls off, or what happens? I don't know. We'll we'll have to see, but it could make a really interesting end of the year. So that's pretty much all I got for 250s. Let's move on to uh, to 450s here. So moving on to 450s here, um, let's just start. There wasn't anything super wild and crazy that I had going on uh, that I made notes about. So let's just start with our uh, with our honorable mention, we'll call it. And we'll call it the Savachi Syndrome because that is my coin term. Joey Savachi, 38th overall in the day with a 38-34. First moto, I guess he had bike trouble. I guess he bent his foot peg in his shifter. Second moto, a big crash. Um, maybe do I have that backwards? I don't remember. Anyway, those two things happened to him in the motos. I don't remember which was which. But anyway, uh, so a rough day overall. And really, the only the only ride he's had that was decent since he came back has been at High Point. Other than that, he has had just horrible ride after horrible ride. I'm very much... Mosquito, got it. Uh, I'm very much starting to question um, if he is going to get it together for outdoors here. I mean, after a pretty decent Supercross year that netted him some very good finishes... And we all went, holy crap, Savachi can actually ride a 450. This is impressive. Now the outdoors has just been the struggle bus of the year for him. And uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to get better, to be really honest with you. So we'll see. Hopefully with the week off, he can kind of get his shit together here. Um, because I'm here to tell you right now, if he continues to finish like this, if that Honda deal that he's supposedly getting isn't done yet, ugh. I mean, if I'm Honda, I'm looking at this right now going, are you going to put some finishes together so we can actually sign you, or is this just going to be a joke the whole year? Um, so anyway, uh, starting in the top 20 here, uh, Koga, 35-17 for 20th overall. No idea. Didn't see him once on the track. I couldn't tell you anything. Uh, Chiz, Chiz showed up. Or, wait, I'm sorry. Bowers is next at 19th overall with a 16-21. Uh, uh, okay day for Bowers as we know he's kind of fighting that injury. He's got uh, something some injury on his lat here um, Which is making it tough on his kind of shoulder upper body when he like pulls the bike Which there's a lot of sand at Red Buds, so that that could be difficult 18th overall was Chiz 1719 on the day I uh, was kind of surprised to see Chiz there, but good to see him too. I'm glad he's out here racing still uh, 17th overall, John Short, 33-15. I don't know what happened that first moto with the 33, the 15, and the second moto. I mean, this is kind of a down day for him. I put him more in that, uh, in that like 10, 
I guess 10 to 15 range. So I guess that's like the low end of him. And like I said, I don't know what happened the first moto. Uh, Kyle Cunningham made a made a sighting here, um, going 16th overall with a 1339. Uh, I guess the second moto supposedly bike issues. A lot of people are saying it was more of uh, his program's not really that strict, so we could do one moto. In fact, me and Justin had that conversation in the morning. We saw him riding through the pits, and Justin's like, oh, he'd be a good fantasy pick. And I said, no, no, he wouldn't. He's not in shape. And uh, I guess I was kind of right. 1339, so first moto I was wrong, second moto I was right. Anyway, uh, Cody Sh Shock, Shack, whatever, 15th overall with a 1516. Um, then we have Barsha, and uh, rough day for him. Bike issue, the first moto there. Um, saw him pushing it off, and I was like, oh boy, that's not good. Uh, so a 3910. 39.10 on the day. Um, like I said, 5th to 10th is pretty much where I see him here the rest of the year because even though he says his wrists are fine now, I still don't 100% believe that they're 100% there. Um, and the 39th, the first moto was from what I saw, a bike issue, but I heard a crash, but I thought it was the bike was locked up or something, so I don't know. Because um, he seemed to be okay, so it must have just been the bike. I don't know. Anyway, 39th, the first moto was, we'll call it whatever, just, just whatever. So anyway... Uh, 13th overall, Lorenzo Lucrucio with a 14-12, and man, Lorenzo pushing his bike up the start line jump uh, because it it broke literally going up to the finish line. So if you haven't seen that video, search around Instagram. I'm sure you can find it. Heart of a champion there, gained a bunch of bunch of followers, guaranteed. Bunch of people who are fans now of him just because of that heart. Uh, Henry Miller, good day for Henry Miller. 10-14 for 12th overall. Um, that to me, if I'm Henry Miller, I'm super stoked on that. Finished both motos in the top 15 and got 12th overall. Great day. Uh, cause we all know Henry Miller is notorious for not finishing motos. Um, Aaron Plessinger, 11, 11 on the day for 11th overall. Uh, just building at this point. I mean, he came back last week. It sucked. He was not good. He was like 17th or something. So now we're up to 11th, so he's building, and I do see him before the end of the year being in the top 10. I mean, he can obviously ride outdoors, past 250 outdoor champion, so here we are. I think I think it was a decent day for him. 10th uh, overall, Freddie Norin. This is about where I see Freddie is floating somewhere in the 8 to 12 range. He went 10, or I'm sorry, he went 8, 13. Um, so right in where I see him being, I mean, he sneaks those top fives in, and he may do it again before the year's over, but this is realistically where I see Freddie. Uh, Dean Wilson made his triumphant return here at Redbud, and uh, ninth overall with a 12-7 on the day, and I think for his first race back, and it was hot, and he, I guess, had crashes in both motos and, and was good still. I, I call that a win for Dean Wilson. He will get better as the year goes on. I think he will be. I think he will be in the top five uh, before the end of the season here just because of the attrition rate. He's going to get better as everyone else is kind of tapering off here. Um, so I think it's going to be a good rest of the season for Dean. And, and as far as I'm concerned, that is a fantastic return there to come back and be in the top ten your first race. Benny Blows, uh, eighth overall with a 9-8 on the day. Benny looked okay all day. Not great, not spectacular, but just great, solid. And I think for that Rocky Mountain KTM team, I think this is right where they want him to be. If you can, if he can be healthy and get inside the top 10, 
uh, week in and week out. I think that's great, and I think he continues to get a ride there. If he can't do stuff like this, like if he continues to get hurt, that's where I think he runs into problems of like having a ride. And then we move to his teammate, Blake Baggett, seventh overall with a 5'9", and this, I mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't have words for Baggett. He's like Tomac, but on a different level. Like, he wins and then doesn't do anything for like five weeks. So, um, and, and the thing is, is Baggett looked good yesterday. He was up front. He had speed. He was, he literally like whole shot at the second moto and led for a little bit there for a lap, maybe a lap and a half before Kenny finally blasted him. But it's just, it's just a conundrum. I just don't understand how you're, how you can win a moto and then be so bad the next three weeks. Like, it's just, it's impressive. So, and then the last of the Rocky Mountain KTM guys, uh, Bogle, Justin Bogle, six overall, with a 4.6, and that first moto was impressive. Whole shot out front and just controlling that race. In fact, he made it, he got to lap four, because like I said, I was sitting right by the finish line, and I went, holy crap, Bogle just led the first four laps. Like, that's impressive. So, um, a very impressive ride for Bogle, and for what we consider probably not an outdoor guy, it'll be interesting to see how we move going forward here with him. Um, do I see him winning? Eh, probably not, but, I mean, he could potentially have some decent okay finishes here and get himself an overall on the box there. Uh, and then we get to fifth overall, Ken Roxon. I gotta give a shout out to Kenny. First off, let's just say he went 6-3 on the day. I gotta give a shout out to him. Ran into him in the pits after... Uh, my girlfriend's like, oh, there he is. Go get a picture with him. I was like, no, no, no. She finally forced me, and I was, like, literally the last guy. He he did. He was giving autographs and stuff to some kids, and then literally I just kind of meandered over, and, and he took a picture with me. He was super nice. You know, you could tell he was frustrated with his results and kind of was like, eh, I don't really want to be here, but he did not say anything negative. He was not whatever it, it was just coming from a racer standpoint that I could tell how another racer felt that I was like okay like he just wants to get out of here so quick picture and he was gone and um like I said shout out to him because he didn't have to do that he could have just been like ah not today man because let's face it I'm not a kid I'm not a hot chick I am some 30 year old dude balding dude that yeah whatever but nope he did it no problem so thanks Kenny um, now let's talk about Kenny's day. So first moto um, looked really good, and then uh, no idea if it was the physical ailment, the bike issues. I thought he was messing with his goggles. Did he get something in his eye and faded back to sixth? <clears throat> Second moto uh, took the lead and led, was it seven laps or something? Quite a while um, of that second moto before Mar finally got him. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what, he just... <laughs> It's scary that he doesn't know what's wrong with him. And the thing is, is like, you just don't know. Like, like as hot as it was yesterday, I thought, okay, the ailment's going to get him. Like, he's going to go maybe half the first moto there up front, and then, boom, the ailment will get him, and he'll fade really bad. But he went, like, over 25 minutes yesterday before we saw the ailment get him. And the second moto, like, he... He looked good, really good the first 10 minutes, and the next, like, 20, he looked okay. And then the last two laps, he kind of was just out there getting around. But it was it was impressive how good he was all day with the heat that was going on. And he had this sick cheater line after LaRocco, so he would jump LaRocco's, and then he would take the outside of the left-hander afterwards. But he would actually, as he came down LaRocco's landing, 
ride up on that wall, missing all the bumps, and then go really high through the berm where there was no bumps whatsoever. Um, so that was impressive, and he did that the entire second moto. I watched him do that over and over and over again. I was like, wow, that is awesome, because it was super fast, because he was just ripping the outside. There were no bumps, so it was easy on him, and it was, it was great. Um, but man, it just continues, you know, when will this physical ailment end? What's actually wrong with him? How long does it take to kick in? At what point, you know, can he manage it? Can he not manage it? I don't know. There's just way more questions than answers at this point. And man, it'd be interesting because he's got the speed. He had literally, you can watch, he has the speed at the beginning of these motos to beat Tomac. He does. Week in and week out, he could, but he just, the ailment gets to him. So, but overall, like I said, going 6-3 for fifth overall, I mean, I guess with dealing with whatever he's dealing with, Okay, cool. I'll take it, I guess, for Kenny. So, um, fourth overall, Webb, 3-5 three, three, on the day. And Webb looked super, super good. Racy, fast. The Cooper Webb that we know and love as far as having speed and being able to be up there is now, I think, back. The bike looks way better underneath him. Like I said, he looked super, super good yesterday, all day. Um, and, yeah, I, I think you're only going to see him go up from here. It would not surprise me at all to see Webb get a get a – moto win or an overall here before the year's out and it shouldn't really surprise anyone because we all knew that cooper Webb was capable of this we knew he came in with a little bit of a super cross hangover the bike obviously you could tell didn't look or feel good to him there and now that we've kind of got everything straightened out with the bike now all of a sudden he's battling for podiums and top fives at week in and week out here so we'll see i think like i said the ceiling is only the top for him and uh I think he'll move up here as we go along. But overall, uh, I think it was a decent day for Webb. And then we move into third overall, Marv with a 7-1. Now, the f Marv really probably should have had the overall. Would he have won that first moto? I don't know. He was buried on the start. He ended up going down with the bike on top of him there um, and laid there and literally came from 40th back to 7th. And I'll tell you this, though. Marv looked good. And this is the kind of Marv we see mid-season usually. Usually he strings together three, four, five races here where he gets close, but it's just not quite enough. Will it be enough this year? Who knows? He's he's making ground, but man, it's um it's he's got a long road to go still. I think he's 35 points down from Tomac right now. So it'll be interesting to see where he gets to. Uh but just Little things like laying in a corner with your bike on top of you is what will probably keep Mar from this championship. So we'll see how it goes. But he was he was by and large the fastest, if not tied for the fastest with Tomac, because Tomac did look good yesterday, but he he was one of the fastest. So second overall, Jason Anderson, two four on the day. Again, look good, look fast, look racy. And man, it's every time I see that guy ride an outdoor, it's impressive how loose he rides. There were so many times coming through those rollers because I literally, where I was sitting, looked right straight down the rollers with them coming at me. And it was impressive how many times I thought, oh, here he goes, he's gonna wreck. And he just pulled it back in. He rides so loose on that bike. It's so amazing to see. Um, the style is just unreal. I'm not a huge, huge Jason Anderson fan, but man, he just... There's just something about the way he rides that it's just, wow, this is fantastic, you know? So, um, like I said, 2-4, and he realistically could add the overall, but then, like I said, got zapped in that second moto there by Webb. Um, so, but well, do I think he gets one of these? 
man, he's he's knocking on the door too hard not to. He's literally both hands slamming on the door here to get one of these. So we'll see. And then first overall in the day, Eli Tomac with a one-two. And I mean, he just from practice on, he looked good. He was fast. He was flowing. The bike looked good underneath him. And I think it's just one of those days where everything was working right for Eli. So I think he's well on his way to the third title here. I don't really see anyone, you know, if Kenny was still winning motos and stuff, I would say, okay, we probably are going to see a race to the finish here. Um, we'll really be able to tell after like the next two rounds. Once we get through, I think, Washougal. So we have Millville and I think we go to Washougal. Once we get through Washougal, if he still has, say, a 25-point lead, um, I think... I think we're going to be pretty close to him, you know, wrapping it basically, uh, unless something wild happens like a bike malfunction, but which could happen at any day, but who knows. Um, but also Marv's going to have to go literally 1-1, I think, the next two rounds here. So, And we all know that Tomac's pretty good at Millville, and he's really good at Washougal. So we'll see how this goes, but right now, title well in hand for him. So... And that's pretty much all I got going on here for the show for this week. I thank you all for tuning in. Um, thanks, everybody, at Redbud there. I did enjoy did enjoy the day. It was awesome. Shout out to Cole doing the 125 race. When Cole comes in, we'll talk to him about that. Um, and keep an eye out. I did a little vlog of his race day. Um, and I do have some GoPro footage of it, too. But he still has my GoPro, so I got to get that back from him. But anyway, keep an eye out because sometime here before Millville, I'll have that all up and going. And, uh, yeah. So next week we're off, week after is Millville, and we're, we're in the home stretch here. We got five races to go here to finish out the year. So five weeks after our week off here, and then we're done until Monster Cup. So it's, uh, yeah, been a good season so far. Definitely interesting, definitely a lot of parody, but uh, that's it. So thanks for tuning in. Again, make sure to check out our sponsors, TLR Coatings, for all your powder coating needs. Uh, make sure to go play fantasy, follow us on all the major social media, support us in all the ways with all the links down below, and we will see everybody in a couple weeks here after Millville.